Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the highlight of human civilization. It's called Coffee with Scott Adams, and I'm pretty sure you've never had a better time. If you'd like to take this up to a level which I don't even think the news can understand, all you need is a cup or a mug or a glass, a tankard, chalice, or stein, a canteen, jug, or a flask, a vessel of any kind. Fill it with your favorite liquid. I like coffee. And join me now for the unparalleled pleasure of the dopamine hit of the day, the thing that makes everything better. It's called the simultaneous sip, and it happens now. Go. Hmm. Delightful. Well, I'm going to give you some uh, various news stories today. But for your pleasure, I will be summarizing them into a theme uh, closer to the end. And I figured out what's wrong with everything. Have you all noticed that there's something going on that seems bigger than politics? And I finally figured out what it is. (laughs) So I'm going to pull it all together before we get to the end here. All right. Let's start with a little thing I like to call backwards science. Backwards science. That's science that shows you a correlation that might not be exactly what you think it is. In today's science, we find out that uh, people who use erectile dysfunction drugs have 18% lower Alzheimer's risk. Or is it backwards science? There's backwards science. Let me ask you this. Say you took a bunch of uh, senior citizens, and you could put me in the mix. You do a lineup, and I'm in your lineup. And it's all people my age. And you say, take off all your clothes. And you're like, ah, no. God, nobody wants to see that. But it's for science, so you have to. So I'm in a lineup with a bunch of people my age. We all take off our clothes. And uh, the question of the people who are viewing is this. Which one of these people is likely to have sex in the next year? Right? <laughs> the, the people who are likely to have sex are the ones who look like they might live for another year or two. They also, in many cases, might want a little boost on the old erectile dysfunction drug. So wouldn't you expect that the healthiest people, we already know there's a correlation between general good health and not getting Alzheimer's. Wouldn't you expect that the people who are the most sexable would be the ones who also look the healthiest at the age that they are. And so wouldn't you expect that the people who are having the most sex, whether or not they needed a you know a little extra, would still be the ones who have the least Alzheimer's? Wouldn't you expect that? But no. It looks like just possibly, I'm just guessing, that maybe somebody who is involved in Oh, I don't know, selling one of these drugs or manufacturing it? I wonder if they had anything to do with the funding of the study. Do you know? Because I don't know. (laughs) If you don't know who funded this study about a pharma product that turns out, well, not only does it do what it was supposed to do, but it could even make you live longer, happier. Okay, this is the kind of science that you should not believe at all. Moving on. 
we've got a climate change update from CBS News. Turns out that according to CBS and other uh, mainstream news, that uh, January and 2023 was the hottest year on record. And it's not even over. Um, well, actually, last month was the warmest January. Because, it, and we know this is true because science can measure the temperature of the world. Does anybody believe that? How, how many people believe that science can measure the temperature of the world and then compare it to all the other years? <laughs> someday we're going to laugh at that. that it's, someday that story is going to be like you know, when we thought cigarettes were good for your health because that actually was a thing once. Yeah, we're going to laugh at the fact that we thought we could measure it with thermometers. <laughs> and, you know, the thermometers end up being next to airports, and you know, there's just a hundred problems. Anyway, maybe it's right. By the way, I'm not denying climate change. How would I know? The, the only information I have about climate change comes from science and the news reporting on the science. Which one of those is credible? the science, or the news reporting on the science? Which one of those? No, those are both completely non-credible sources. You agree, right? You can't trust the science, for sure, and you definitely can't trust the news talking about the science. You know, your best case scenario is that the science is fake, but the news is so stupid they talk about it opposite of what it was actually the science, and then they reverse it, and they accidentally get the story right because they made a mistake on the mistake. You know, two wrongs can make a right. You know, they always tell you two wrongs can't, can't make a right, but there are so many situations in which it does. <laughs> For example, killing a murderer. I don't know. Does that make me worse off? I don't know. I feel like two wrongs made a right, or at least made a writer toward the end. Writer. All right, um, let's talk about fentanyl. Uh, Robert De Niro, you might know, tragically, not too long ago, lost his uh, grandson. And uh, he, he agonizes over what he should have done. Now, you, know, you, you probably all know I lost my stepson five years ago to fentanyl. And it's natural that you wonder, what could I have done differently and all that. Well, let me tell you one thing that won't help at all. Voting. Voting won't help you. Because we had Trump. That didn't make any difference. We had Biden. That didn't make any difference. So the one thing you can tell for sure is it won't make any difference what you vote for. For reasons that I might get into a little bit later in this presentation, we don't seem to have a government that is either willing or able to do anything and it doesn't seem to matter which president is in there. So what's up with that? Probably exactly what you think. Well, there's a funny story about Will Wheaton, who is the who's an actor on Star Trek. Do you all know, all know Will Wheaton? He's kind of a liberal act, activist type. He's, he's quite mad that uh, actor-comedian Larry David uh, comedically strangled the Elmo puppet on some morning show just sort of jokingly grabbed it and strangled it. And Will Wheaton was uh, triggered by that because his father used to grab him and shake him. And so he wrote a, a very long piece uh, hating on Larry David 
for the horrible, horrible act of strangling Elmo. Now, a lot of people don't know, but Elmo is not real. He's not even real. Uh, if there's anybody who didn't know that, I, I thought that was worth putting in there. So that was in the news today. <laughs> that was in the news. That Will Wheaton's real mad at Larry David for strangling a puppet. <laughs> All right, well, that's the most important thing that happened today. So the libs of TikTok, if you're not familiar with that account, um, mostly reposts things that left-leaning people who have posted themselves. So the libs of TikTok doesn't make stuff up. They just show you things that are also on social media that maybe you didn't see because they're kind of outrageous. And for doing that, um, she had predicted that uh, the news would come after her, and now NBC News did a piece uh, where they're they're basically saying that, now this is the libs of TikTok, um, the person, the woman who runs it. This is her take. She says they're now openly saying that their goal is to frame me for bomb threats and get law enforcement to investigate me. So NBC News does this piece that says that people that are mentioned in the libs of TikTok posts often get bomb threats. And therefore, NBC News has decided that the problem is not that people are engaged in such bad behavior that other people want to blow them up. Like, that, that doesn't seem to be a problem. <laughs> you, you should probably ask, well, why do so many people want to blow them up with bombs? Because that's not even an ordinary thing. It's not even something we do. It's not, it's not very much an American practice whatsoever. But apparently these people are getting a lot of bomb threats. Most of them are not real, of course. They're just threats. Um, but still, it's plenty, uh, plenty distressing. Now, I'm completely opposed to bomb threats. Don't do any bomb threats because you saw something on a post. It's very bad behavior. It's not really helping you. Um, however, when NBC News packages it up as a story... It turns it into a cause to investigate the libs of TikTok for what NBC News would say is helping to create a list of people to target with bomb threats. Wait, what? This is somebody simply reporting on the strange things that are happening on social media that are already public. She doesn't do investigative reporting. She literally shows you what's already public. Because, you know, it's just shocking sometimes to see that it's actually out there. And for that, simply being a person who shows you things that are already public, what it does is it gives a, it's a convenience for people who want to do bad things so they can look at her posts and say, oh, here's somebody I might want to do a bomb threat to or some terrible thing. And so therefore, you know, maybe law enforcement should look into her. Oh, my God. Now, does this look like to you a news organization which is do just doing a news thing? Or does it seem like um, political activism to take out one of the strongest voices against the left? It looks like political activism. Now, has anybody ever blamed um, NBC News of not being a legitimate news entity? Yes. People say that it's a CIA slash Democrat organ that is in the business of fake news. 
So does this look like a real news story, or does this look like something they they did in a political season to take out a political active person? It's an op. I mean, to me, it just looks like an op. Now that doesn't mean that the you know the CIA had a meeting with him or anything, because I think everybody knows what to do. They don't need any orders. Um, but wow. Yeah, and also the Chaya, the the woman who runs the account, she's of course getting her own death threats. So, do we have freedom of speech in this country? Yes or no? Do we have freedom of speech? No. Now, this is a clear example where NBC, which we believe to be government-affiliated, I can't prove it, but that's the, the general belief in the public, is, is trying to stop the free speech of, of an American citizen right in front of you. Like, right in front of you. All right, um, there's now a new tool to find the Soros prosecutors. There's a, the Law Enforcement Legal Defense Fund uh, put together an interactive map where you can see on the map of the United States all the prosecutors that Soros funded. And, you know, you keep hearing these stories about there's some... How many... Am, am I correct that there have been two stories recently of a Soros prosecutor who gave uh, money to her boyfriend? There are two of them, right? I'm getting all the stories confused, but can you confirm? There are now two stories in the news of a Soros, <laughs> a Soros prosecutors who were paying their boyfriends. So I saw that there's this interactive map, and I, and I thought, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to you know, go in there and see if I've got a Soros. And sure enough, um, Oakland, so that handles my area. Uh, the prosecutor is a Soros-funded. Uh, she's a black woman who's, according to the uh, Law Enforcement Legal Defense Fund, uh, hired her boyfriend. She hired her boyfriend. So, and she got a million dollars, they say, from Soros in funding. Um, in 2023, there were 70 chief prosecutors linked to Soros. 70. Did you have any idea it was that big? I was thinking a dozen. You know, just from the reporting, I thought, oh, man, there must be a dozen of these in the big cities. There are 70 of them. Now, do we have a system in which uh, the citizens of the United States select people and they, you know, they build a system that works for the country? No. It appears that Soros has found a hack to hack our system. And so that our system no longer involves you know, the people deciding how to rule themselves. It's George Soros deciding how to use his money to create facts on the ground that nobody voted for. Well, people did vote for it, but you can make anybody get elected if you have money. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you really going to say he's Jewish? Like, that that's the comment that fits in this, in this story right now? Like, here's something I'd like you to do for me. Because I know I always get the, the anti-Semites flooding in. I need you to find me something that makes your, uh, your Jewish conspiracy theory more believable than UFOs. You know the UFO problem? Huh, it's funny, the whistleblowers 
are not the people who have touched them. They're only the people who have talked to people who say they've seen them. Hmm. Huh. Why can't we get a good photograph of all these UFOs? They're everywhere. Can't get one good photograph? Can't, can't show me a piece? Nobody in the government's actually seen them themselves? Kind of suspicious after all this time, isn't it? Well, here's what I'd like you to do. If you believe there's a worldwide Jewish conspiracy, I would like you to find some uh, leaked emails from their meetings and find me a whistleblower who used to be in the club but now says, oh, I'm, I'm against this big Jewish conspiracy. Because those surely exist, right? Uh, unless you're believing something that's just batshit crazy. I mean, all these years, all these thousands of people involved, you've got some whistleblowers by now, and not only that, but leaked documents and videos. Must be plenty, right? So why don't you show me some of that, or shut the fuck up for the rest of your life, because I really don't want to see this ever again. I mean, really, do you have to say Jew every fucking story? Every fucking story, you got to yell, Jew, it's a Jew. I mean, you're boring me, if nothing else. But if you can't get a little bit more, just a little bit more meat on your fucking conspiracy theory, can you just leave it alone? Just leave it away from me, right? I mean, you can have your free speech, of course. But why do you have to inject it in every topic <laughs> in every topic. What's up with that? Now, I, I just got accused of me having TDS. Do you think this is me having TDS? Right, I'm the one who yells, Jewish conspiracy theory with no evidence whatsoever, every fucking story, and that, and that makes me with the one with TDS. That's, that's, your, that's your analysis, and that makes sense to you. <laughs> All right, moving on. Um... <clears throat> Mike Tyson said that he, he was younger, he was an all-out liberal. I'm not sure when he said this. It might have been a while ago. It might have been recently. I'm not quite sure. But he said, as I get older, I look at my children, I see what's in the world, and I get a little conservative. It's common sense, he says. And it made me wonder. Um, it made me wonder. Does anybody ever get more liberal as they age? Have you ever seen that? I've never seen a, I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh, Joe Scarborough, that doesn't count. He's in the media. Madonna, no. Hmm. All right, um, it's just a question, because I wonder, how do people who are liberal process the fact that it only works in one direction? That the more experience you get, the better your brain is developed, the more things you've seen in the world, why does it always go in one direction? Shouldn't that tell you something? <laughs> Isn't there a clue in there about something? But people aren't seeing it. All right, so uh, let's look. two JetBlue planes collided on the ground in Logan Airport. How do, how do planes collide on the ground unless there's massive incompetence? And what would cause this massive incompetence? Well, in a completely unrelated story, uh, Matt, Matt Walsh has obtained internal footage of senior officials at the FAA um, trying to figure out how to have fewer white males in aviation. So they're quite direct about it. They want to reduce the number of white males, and they want to increase 
you know, promote people from, I guess, the baggage area to pilot. And they've got quite a program to make sure that the trans, trans pilots, you know, have uh, full support. Now, do you think that the, the move to DEI has caused a lack of competence in any of our systems? Do you believe that? Are you all racists? Really? What kind of a racist are you to believe that desperately trying to find your pilots from a limited pool of people gives you a bad result? Well, why would you think that? Because of math. Yeah, of course, it's obvious. There's only one way this can go. Now, I do think, you know, maybe they have good intentions. No, they don't. They're racist. They're all racist. So the FAA is completely racist, as are the entire airlines. And I would have some real problems flying now. I've never been afraid of flying, because historically it's always been safer than most things. And usually, usually my common sense can override any irrational fears about being in the air at a giant piece of metal, which is kind of weird if you think about it. But I would say that I'm actually genuinely concerned about flying now, as in not just saying that for political reasons, you know, not trying to make some dramatic point. I'm actually, actually literally concerned about flying. Never have been before. Did you see Hillary uh, Clinton on MSNBC talking about uh, Putin? And... She said, there are people in this country right now who are like fifth column for Vladimir Putin. There are Putin's puppets. And so it's, it's all about uh, Tucker being over there. Now, I'd like to call your attention to something I call liar face. And the Democrats all have a liar face that has some things in common. And you want to look for it. Number one is they bug their eyes out too far. And then they have a smile that doesn't match the rest of their face. Do you know what a a sociopath smile looks like? When a real person smiles, their eyes and their mouth are matched. Like it's almost like your eyes are smiling when your mouth smiles. That's a real person. When the mouth smiles, but the eyes are doing something out of context, that's liar face. But also look for the, the chin that goes up. Watch this. Chin goes up a little bit. It's liar face, Hillary Clinton. And when Tucker Carlson goes to talk to Putin, I think you can see that it's really he's a puppet. And now, hold on, hold on. Now, now do Adam Schiff. And Trump, obviously a puppet of Putin. He's peeing on all the mattresses over there. It's the same face. Am I right? It's the same liar face. They also keep their chin up a little bit. Look for it. Um, also, uh, Nancy Pelosi. Look for Nancy Pelosi's liar face. And Trump. Trump is a Putin puppet again. We only have a few things we say. Insurrection. Now, Gavin Newsom has a version of that, but he slips slips in and out of it a little more slickly. So look for a liar face. Um, New York Times has a uh, story about Tucker. 
about the mainstream media's writing a lot of stories, and Glenn Greenwald points out he had a good, he good, good story. He says, so hilarious, the New York Times has written four news articles on Tucker Carlson's visit to Russia. In each one, they claim he's, quote, a diminished figure since leaving Fox. That's the New York Times is the uh, article that my smart Democrat friend tells me I should read so I can get the real news instead of all the fake stuff I've been watching. The New York Times is telling their audience that Tucker Carlson's profile and importance in the world has decreased as they write about him over and over and over again because he has the best interview that any of them have ever gotten in the last five years. I don't even know how to even say this in a way that doesn't make my head explode. Four times they've called him a diminished figure. His profile is the highest of any media person in the world who isn't Joe Rogan. He is is the subject of all the coverage this week. And in it, the New York Times, the the head of the you know the news, you know credibility for the left, each time they claim he's a diminished person, while doing everything they can do to prove that he's exactly the opposite, and not just a little bit, but aggressively, one of the most important journalists in the world, right now. How, how many people on the left read this and thought, yeah, he must be diminished since he left because they don't see him on X? They believe this. <laughs> now, do you think that the writers who wrote it believed it? Did the editors who checked it, did they actually not know that they're writing four articles about this guy while calling him not important? How in the world do they not notice that in their own behavior? Or are they, are they completely conscious of what they're doing? It could be a little both, because at, at some point, you know, you become the Nazi. You know, on day one, you're just, you know, doing the walk and the talk and wearing the clothes. But if you do it long enough, yeah, you're a Nazi. Yeah, maybe on day one, you're just going long. But, uh, yeah, all right, New York Times, uh, they are, I don't even know what they are. But at least you have... Uh, you have other publications in an election year that you can trust. For example, there's a publication called The Hill. And The Hill referred to uh, the border and said, uh, with immigrants crossing at their highest levels in decades, Republicans are running on the issue of a border in, and they put it in quotes, crisis. That's right. The Hill put crisis in quotes because it's Republicans who are running on the issue. If, if Democrats were running on an issue, do you think they'd put the issue in quotes? As in, maybe this isn't even a real issue, people. Uh, I'm not even sure that's a real issue. How about people are dying from the fentanyl crisis? Yeah. Maybe... Maybe uh, Ukraine is having a little, a little military crisis. No. How about you take the quote marks away from the word because we can all see what's going on. I mean, this is not even bipartisan at this point. 
All right, I think you've seen enough examples now. Let me tell you what's wrong with everything. Are you ready? Because you, you can feel it, right? Everything is broken. I've got it all figured out. And I'm just going to read it to you the way I wrote it on, on X, if you didn't see it yet, because the order it is is important. Here it is. <clears throat> Here's what's wrong with everything. It's a system problem. It's a system problem, but not one system. But there's a common part to it. All right, I finally figured out what's wrong with everything. It's a system problem. The introduction of into the systems, you know, our various government and other systems, uh, broke almost everything, and in multiple different ways. So in other words, you could go back to the, the cause was Trump. Now, that doesn't mean Trump's bad. That means he was the triggering, triggering event. And the fake news created um, a white supremacist hysteria specifically because of Trump. So tell me you're with me so far. Would you agree that Trump was so scary to the system that they created a white supremacist hysteria? Yeah, we, we watched it. Now, what happened with that white supremacist hysteria? Well, that led you to the fine people hoax, and it also led you to the George Floyd uh, hoax. Hoax in the sense that, you know, it's obviously wasn't murdered. Uh, um, now, what, what did the George Floyd hoax and the fine people hoax lead to? Well, it led to massive increase in DEI, <clears throat> right? So a massive increase in DEI, that's well documented. And, and the number of white people who got promoted from that point on, you know, dropped to practically nothing in corporate America. So they, they really did a full court press on DEI. Now, what's the, uh, the, the uh, let's say, unavoidable consequence of pushing DEI faster than, let's say, it could organically happen? The natural outcome of that is incompetence in all of our systems. So in other words, you should expect that the FAA would be hiring less capable pilots less capable air control people. Not because they're black, not because they're women. See, th this is why you can't, you can't talk about this in public, because it'll take about two seconds for somebody to say, hey, he just said black people can't be pilots. No, nothing like that, not even anything close to that. It's just math. If you don't have enough people to fill the jobs, but you gotta fill the jobs anyway, and you have to reach down and lower your, your requirements, you're guaranteed to get fewer qualified people. It has nothing to do with gender. It has nothing to do with anything but just limitations of math. So that's a guarantee that Trump caused a, uh, the news to do a white supremacist hysteria purely for political reasons. I don't think the news people believed it so much. That created uh, several hoaxes that led to the DEI that caused you massive incompetence uh, in all of our systems, which on day one you don't really notice, but, but once it works through the system and it's a certain critical point, you actually have too many incompetent people for anything to work, right? Have you ever been in a big organization and everybody was pretty good at their job except maybe just one person and the whole thing goes to hell? It only takes one bad person in the group and you can't get anything done, right? So by now, in theory, DEI should have ruined almost everything important in the country because it's just math. 
and again, I'll say it every five seconds, has nothing to do with anybody being black or minority, has nothing to do with what color you are. It's just the system. It's a system that tries to do something that the math doesn't support. That's the problem. And then on top of that, um, we've got wokeness and cancellation. What would be the antidote to any bad system? The antidote to every bad system is always the same. Free speech. You've got to be able to say, oh, here's what's wrong. I'm going to talk about it with everybody who can help fix it. And then because we're all talking about it transparently, we identify the problem and then we correct it and go on. That can't happen today because you're not allowed to talk about it. So if you can't talk about it, you've created a permanent system problem. Problem number one is the math. Well, problem number one is the mass hysteria that's you know, intentionally created by the media. The mass hysteria creates the DEI. The DEI has just a, a math problem. It has nothing to do with gender or, or race, just the math of it. But they're forcing that math into the system, so it forces the quality of the employees to go down. It's guaranteed. Now, on top of that, you have some natural retirements. So you probably have you know, qualified people leaving in just a natural way more often than, than before. So those are two forces in the system that we didn't have before. There's big pressures. And again, you can't talk about it honestly. So there's no correcting possibility. You can't correct what you can't talk about. All right. On top of that, the Trump experience has made it clear that all of our government systems are corrupt. They probably always were, but as long as we didn't notice, things limped along. For my entire life, Congress has been doing omnibus bills that look corrupt to me. It's always been funding military industrial complex that looks suspicious to me. But as long as we were limping along, you know, as long as the country seemed to grow and prosper, I think we were all okay with our suspicions. All right, do me a favor. You don't have to say 34 every time we, we get the 34-minute um, glitch because it makes me lose my place. Anyway, um, so, so would you agree with the, the fact that because of Trump, we simply notice that our systems are more corrupt. We notice that the news is fake. We notice that our wars might be optional, right? We're noticing. We're noticing even that the science was corrupt. I didn't, I didn't have any idea how bad it was. I had no idea. <laughs> but now I do. <clears throat> now we notice. So now we don't accept the science because we know it's corrupt. We don't accept the omnibus bills. We know they're corrupt. We don't accept the foreign wars that look sketchy. We don't accept the elections we can't fully audit. We don't trust the news for good reason. We don't trust our intel services to not be agents of one party, and we see the justice system as being weaponized. Fair? Is that all fair? Did I say anything that you don't obviously observe? Yeah. And while all that happened, Soros found a way to take control of the American systems via funding non-government entities and integrating them into the American system. Fair? Soros find a way, found a sort of a backdoor that he could take control of our system without the approval of the people. 
that happened. That happened. Yep. Um, but at the head of the snake is the fake news and the fake science, and there's no correcting mechanism. You can't correct the science, and you can't correct the news if you can't talk about it. You can't correct the science if you get kicked out of science for doubting the science. That's our current situation. You can't correct the fake news if that's all there is. <laughs> and you can't correct uh, wokeness. You can't correct DEI because wokeness will cancel you. These are system problems. And right now, the, the only antidote to all of this is free speech. And the only place you can get that is on the X platform at the moment. And that's why the entire government is trying to kill the platform and maybe Musk at the same time. And you watch that right in front of you. You can actually see the system organizing, self-organizing to destroy Elon Musk's businesses, his reputation, and the X platform. So, did I nail it? Well, what we have is a system problem, and it's very easy to see both the sources of it and how it worked through the system in each case. And the reason it was so hard to spot, the reason it was so hard to spot is that it wasn't one system. You know, you had the, the Soros influence, you had the bad news, you had the intelligence people working with the corrupt news, you've got elections that look more sketchy than ever before, but I suspect they always were. Do you know, here's a little uh, confession. Do you remember, some of you remember the election between uh, Gore and Bush? And it was tight, and the Supreme Court had got involved, and they counted their hanging chads. And then in the end, George Bush won. I didn't think there was much difference between the two candidates, honestly. Like, I, I was pro-Gore at the time. Um, then Bush won, and you know what my reaction was when my candidate that I didn't prefer won? Honestly, it was like, huh. Yeah, he might be okay. Literally, that was it. I go, yeah, uh, I think you know, Bush might do okay. As, as it turned out, he didn't. <laughs> but in my mind, they were not really that different. They didn't seem that different, right? I didn't think my life would change either way. But when you have, you have Trump in the mix, people imagine that you have one regular candidate and one, you know, chaos, racist candidate, or whatever they're saying about him. So, yeah, if you had the lack of free speech, you can see why all of our systems are broken. Uh, and the lack of free speech would include the scientific community, who doesn't have it in a real way. Uh, the news, which is literally designed to fool you. It's not designed to, to inform you. And there you have it. So, if you are going to fix it all, you start with free speech. That's where you, you start. And the, the only uh, bulwarks against it are independent people like me, who I do not have to take a check from a corporate entity, so it's hard to get to me without you know now that I'm canceled. Um, and people like Tucker Carlson, and people like Russell Brand, you know, I could name a hundred others. But it's the, it's the independent people who are the, your last hope. It's basically your last hope, Obi-Wan Kenobi. All right, a few more stories. Uh, China is still unsafe for business. They've got massive deflation. But tell me this. Deflation is obviously terrible for China, but doesn't that lower our costs? Is that deflation going to work its way into products, or is it only 
a domestic problem over there. I don't know how that works its way through the, the economics. So I don't know if that's anything for us. Well, here's a story from Brazil. So the Supreme Court um, is ordered a, I guess they ordered a police massive roundup of former uh, political rivals. So the former president, uh, Bolsonaro, and uh, his, a lot of his top people who were generals and whatnot are being rounded up by the current administration. And they have to surrender their passports, and basically they're screwed. So it looks like the current administration is weaponizing their government and going after the losers of the last race. And their claims were, here's why they're mad. They're saying that Bolsonaro claimed that the 2022 election was fake and that the person who won was a fraud, Lula, and that there were big protests that invaded the state building. I'm still talking about Brazil. So they, the people questioned the election and invaded the state building on January 8th. On January 8th um, in 2022. And the court sees this as a coup, a coup attempt. A coup attempt. So apparently the conservative president thought the election was rigged his supporters entered the state building and the other side called it a coup attempt and now they're rounding them up and putting them in jail because apparently they must have some sway in their own Supreme Court. Do you know what America would look like if Trump had not made the Supreme Court conservative? Brazil. Brazil. The only reason Trump can stay out of jail and his and his supporters might be the Supreme Court. Brazil apparently doesn't have that protection. And now the ruling party is locking up the people who lost the last election. Which one of them is right? Do you think the election was rigged? How would we know? How would we know? But I can tell you that they don't have free speech because if they had free speech, they could say it was rigged all day long and you wouldn't call it a coup attempt. Brazil. Yeah, not the United States. That's Brazil. This sounded a lot like the United States, didn't it? And the only difference, the only difference was that our Supreme Court probably wouldn't do this. Yeah, it wouldn't support something like that. I think. All right, there's a story that uh, uh, the U.S. used an airstrike to kill an Iranian commander in Iraq. And it was a precision airstrike, and it just got just the car of the, of the bad guy in it, and it killed him good. Do you believe that story? Do you believe that we surgically took out exactly who we were looking for and got that guy, and he was the one who... Uh, he was behind the drone strike that killed three Americans. So not only did we identify him, we found where he was, we found his car, and we did a precision strike. We're pretty great, aren't we? Wow. Wow. Look at us being all capable like that, huh? Do you believe this story? I don't believe this story. <laughs> now, it could be true. 
it's within the realm of possibility. But a fog of news story during a hot conflict, you should never believe. What, what are all the possibilities? Number one, it's not the right guy. How would you ever know? How would you ever know? <laughs> Your government told you they got the right guy. What if they just said it so you'll feel good? Oh, we got him. Yeah, we got him. Oh, we're all good. So then if they get this guy, doesn't that take the pressure off of Biden for doing a wider war? It does. It does. It would take the pressure off him for having to attack Iran internally or something crazy. So isn't this, isn't this such a convenient story that just when Biden's getting all this pressure to act more forcefully because of these three Americans, he gets this precision strike gets exactly the person he wanted, man, and we're good now. I guess we're even. Here's why you shouldn't believe this story. Two reasons. Number one, it's coming in a fog of war context, meaning anything military is fake the first time you hear it. So just the fact that it happened and it got reported, don't believe it. Two, it's really right on the nose. It's a little too perfect that they found this guy and they got him so surgically. Mm, maybe. It's totally possible. But if you just believe it because it was in the news, you're not paying attention. The news is manufactured most of the time. Uh, did you hear a story I told you about uh, uh, Michaela Peterson and her father? Uh, Jordan Peterson, there was word that they were being suppressed on YouTube because if you typed their name into a search engine, YouTube didn't autocomplete. Well, Michaela says that's been fixed, and now it does autocomplete. And she believes it was suppression, not a glitch, and it's been reversed. Hmm. Did that really happen? Something wrong with that story, too, isn't there? <laughs> did, did YouTube just admit? Did, she, did they just admit it was a suppression? How does she know it was suppression? I don't know. I mean, it's possible that it's exactly what she said. I, I do believe it was suppression, but I wonder if it was just a device thing. You know, maybe if you use a different device, it autocompletes because it has different assumptions about what you're looking for based on what you've searched for before, maybe. I don't know. So I would say it could be exactly what it looks like. I would say she's a, a credible person, so if she has more information than she revealed, uh, that might explain it. But um, I do believe that they're suppressing, and I do believe YouTube is suppressing me because my numbers are suspiciously flat for year after year after year. I don't know that that ever happened to anybody organically. All right, uh, here's uh, ABC News um, tweeting about the... Uh, Big Supreme Court case that's being argued right now as I talk, I believe. I believe it's happening right now. About the 14th Amendment and the question of whether, I think it was Colorado, can take Trump off the ballot under the uh, belief that he led an insurrection, which they say would make him constitutionally um, unavailable. So how does ABC News talk about that? Well... Here's their exact wording. <clears throat> um, they talk about the Supreme Court and why it's there, and then they say, um, 
do, do, do. Um, they say he's there because of his role uh, in the attack on January 6th. So Trump's role in the attack on January 6th. Now, does that sound like news or is that propaganda? His role in the attack. You know what his role was? His role was to tell them to be peaceful. Why don't they say he's being uh, charged for insurrection for asking his uh, supporters to be peaceful but not forcefully trying hard enough to stop them? Would that be fair? Would that be accurate? That, That he did tell them to be peaceful. He did say to fight like hell in the context of peacefully protesting. But is it fair to say that, he, that the situation over, is over, quote, his role in the attack? His role in the attack. If you read that sentence, you believe he organized a physical violence against Congress. So fuck you, ABC News, fuck you, fuck you. Because this is personal. When, I mean, this, this, this makes my life more dangerous. I mean, I've got the libs of TikTok problem now because this puts me in the role of somebody who says good things about Trump, who ABC News says he had a role in the attack of the United States. Fuck you, ABC News. Fuck you. Fuck you. All right. Uh, Biden is seeing more dead people. I guess he said he believed he talked to Helmut Kohl. <laughs> Germany's Helmut Kohl, who's been dead for a while. So now if you're keeping track, he's talked to uh, dead Francois Mitterrand, dead Helmut Kohl. Um, I think soon he'll be talking to Golda Meir, uh, Charles de Gaulle, and this is just a guess, but I think Anne Frank. So I, th- I think he'll be sniffing the hair of Anne Frank any day because he's uh, three-quarters down the uh, tube to the, toward the light, and he can see the dead people now. He's almost there. He's not at the party, but he, see, he sees the party through the window, if you know what I mean. You can see him through the window. All right, um, here's some more uh, fake news. <clears throat> um, this is from NBC News. Now remember, NBC News is connected with intelligence and the Democrats. So keep in mind who it is before I tell you what they're reporting. So they say that uh, there's this dust-up of the anti-DEI people, and they mention Bill Ackman, who didn't comment for the story, and then uh, Musk. And here's what they say, quote, uh, Musk calling the former Dallas Mavericks owner, Mark Cuban, a racist for supporting diversity and inclusion in businesses. Hmm. Is that what happened? Did Musk call Mark Cuban a racist for supporting diversity? Well, in a way, but here's another way they could have worded it. It says the same thing. Here's how they could have worded it. Uh, Musk called Mark Cuban a racist for advocating racism against white males in hiring. Would that be accurate? Because that's actually what happened. He didn't say, I hate that diversity, Mark Cuban. He didn't say that. Has has Elon Musk ever spoken out against diversity? (laughs) 
No, not once. Has he? That has never happened in the history of, the hu- of humankind. No, Musk has never once said diversity is a problem or something to correct or anything. In fact, I've never heard anybody say that. Like, not in public. <laughs> Maybe somebody says it privately. But to imagine, I mean, to put it this way, calling Mark Cuban a racist for advocating racism, uh, no, for uh, supporting diversity. My God. No, it's not supporting diversity. It's for supporting DEI. Do you think that NBC doesn't know the difference between supporting diversity and supporting DEI? (laughs) I'm sure they know the difference. Fake news. All right. um, And so there's uh, some some pushback. Uh, There's some black leaders like uh, Morial, Mr. Morial, who's quoted as saying, uh, so when you attack DEI, you are literally slapping us in the face. You're literally saying that we don't deserve an opportunity. Literally. Slapping him in the face. Literally. You know what he could use? He could use a, a little vocabulary work. Because that's, that's sort of uh, literally the opposite of the, what the word literally means. Yeah. He meant to say figuratively, not literally twice. All right, um, and Vivek Ramaswamy warns us again that uh, that Nikki Haley isn't even on the battle on the ballot. She wasn't on the ballot for the uh, Nevada GOP caucus. So uh, something weird happened in Nevada. I guess the state said it had to be a primary, but the uh, Republicans said we don't want a primary. We want a caucus. So they did both, but the primary doesn't count. <laughs> so dumb. The primary doesn't count because there's a caucus. So the caucus counts. So I believe, let's see if I got this right. I think Nikki Haley ran in the primary because Trump wasn't in it, and it didn't count anyway, so there's no delegates at stake. So she, claimed, she wanted to claim that she won the primary, but I believe she got beat by none of the above. Is that true? Did she get beaten by none of the above? It's true, right? (laughs) So not only is Nevada so messed up that they have a caucus and a primary, they run one person in it and she loses to nobody, (laughs) literally to nobody, (laughs) or anybody else, basically. And, And then there's a caucus, which is also complete bullshit. Now, does it look to you like Nevada is operating as uh, capably as they once did. No. No. Does it look like there's some kind of massive incompetence problem happening in Nevada? Yes. (laughs) I don't know if it's because of DEI, but it certainly is massively incompetent. There's no question about that. And uh, Vivek is uh, pointing out that the fact that she still has lots of funding to, to be beaten by uh, anybody else in a non-event, and she has lots of funding. Does that look like a normal system? Or it's obvious corruption, right? I mean, it's obvious corruption. Yeah, everything's broken at this point. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that brings me to the 
conclusion of my amazing plan to comments. And um, yeah, she's looking forward to Super Tuesday. It'll all be different on Super Tuesday. Um, do you like my, how did you like my hypothesis that it's a uh, multiple system collapse problem and that the, the head of it all is Trump is the trigger, but it's the lack of free speech that doesn't allow you to fix it and the wokeness. So the wokeness becomes the problem. Wokeness plus Trump plus mass hysteria breaks all systems. That's a better way to say it. Yeah. So uh, it's hard to fix because these are all different systems and free speech doesn't seem to be an option at the moment. Trump emerged because it was all failing. That's true. I, I would say that Trump emerged because it was failing, but it's failing much harder because they broke everything to try to address him. Yeah, free speech is the cure. Do you know who else knows that? Vivek, that, that's actually Vivek's message, that free speech is the cure. I'd like to see Trump do a little bit more of that as well. A little bit more free speech. Yep. You know, here's, here's one of the, under, the underappreciated thing about my comments that got me canceled. I don't know if I've ever said this directly, but I will. If you're trying to uh, affect a change in the world you know it's going to be you know, changing a lot of different people. So other people will have to act differently or will be affected differently if you get the big change you want in the world. Isn't the most important part of that, besides money and capability, I guess, how it will affect other people? If you were going to do any big change in America, isn't the most important thing, after is it practical, how people will respond to it? Now, the problem was that people didn't understand how I would respond or other ordinary you know, white guys. How would they respond to a world in which um, they were, that some portion of the population was trained formally with the government's approval to see me as their abuser, their, the person who's the problem, and to see them as a victim and to tell them that they need to do something to fix that situation, which is all bad for me. Now, if you're, if you're a black American and you're saying to yourself, I'd like to do this DEI stuff and I think ESG is good, how would you ignore the impact it would have on your fellow citizens when it's, it's got to be right at the top of things you should matter? So if you think that black Americans were not benefited by my free speech that got me canceled, you're wrong. You're wrong. Every single black person who heard me say that heard free speech. And they heard somebody say, this affects me this way. And that's part of your variables. If you want to make your life better, whoever you are, you know, I'm not just talking about black people, but whoever you are, if you want to make your life better and it has some impact, whatever it is you want, has some impact on other people, you need to know what they say. I need to know what you know, everybody says about me. Uh, sometimes people mock me for uh, Googling my own name. You're idiots. You're idiots. My entire job is doing things that influence other people in an entertainment or information way, and then I need to know how I did it. 
Did I influence you in a positive way, negative way? Did you get the wrong impression, the right impression? Do you hate me for it? Do you love me for it? I need to know that. So I go actively and I go get your feedback because sometimes you don't say things to me. Sometimes you say things about me in other places. And then I go look for those things. Because there's nothing more important than me knowing if I do this, what will be the impact? And the impact on other people's minds are the main thing I need to know. It's the main thing. So you're mad at me because I offended you and I did, obviously. I was being intentionally offensive to be provocative, to uh, draw attention to a point I think is important. But if the only thing you saw was how bad you felt about it, you missed the benefit. The benefit is you saw how a lot of people feel. You didn't just see my opinion. You saw how a lot of people who were in my same situation would feel. That's useful. That's useful. It's not just a little bit useful. It's really, really critically useful. You need to know that this is creating a situation where I'm literally looking to leave the country. How is that not important? Right? How's the country going to be if all the white guys leave? Because we're heading in that direction. That is, that is the direction we're heading. That all the capable white guys would just leave. And Asian Americans too, probably. For the same reason, yeah, their their opportunities are being suppressed. <clears throat> so, uh, there's some free speech for you. Now, I do feel like I have more free speech than I've ever had. Would you agree? Uh, I have clawed back my own free speech at tremendous expense. Why would I? Why would I put myself at so much risk to assert my free speech? Because it's the only thing that's going to save us. You're not me specifically. But people like me who are willing to push through and take the arrows, your Tucker Carlson's, your Elon Musk's, you know, the, the, there's a longer list. But if, if we don't take the punches, there's no way you're going to do it, you know, because we, we're just in a privileged position. So we can, we, we get the benefits of the privilege but it is also a Spider-Man problem. You know the Spider-Man problem? <laughs> it's a curse, really. With, with great power comes great responsibility. I mean, part of the reason that an Elon Musk you know, risks his entire business and everything, I mean, basically, Elon Musk is risking interplanetary human life for free speech. Because all of his businesses are in jeopardy if he keeps talking. And, uh, you know, I, I put my entire reputation and life and career on the line. I'm not the only one. I'm not, you know, the, the libs of TikTok, libs of TikTok, she puts her, you know, Chaya, she puts her life on the line. Her life. She's risking her life just so you have free speech, basically showing you public information. Yeah. Don't think that don't think she's not risking her life. She is, you know, especially a woman. It's a little more dangerous. So um, there is there is a way out, but uh, the people who are believing Hillary with her liar face are pretty deeply in the Trump derangement um, bubble. 
But it might help you to know what the problem is. So it's a system problem. Trump triggered it. The media created, you know, the hysteria. The hysteria made it, you know, basically juiced DEI, which brought massive incompetence. Then the media covered it up and got rid of our free speech so that there's no correcting force to our systems anymore. And then there's outside forces with money that we didn't have before. So there you have it. If anybody can fix that, good luck. Maybe a Vivek can. <laughs> name somebody else who can fix that. It's like his name just immediately comes to mind. Yeah. Like you can't even imagine anybody else would have a chance. But he could. I think he could. All right, that's all for now. Thanks for listening on the YouTube and X and Rumble platforms. I uh, hope you had a good time. We'll see you tomorrow, same place, same time. Let's find out what's up on that Supreme Court. <laughs>